Okay, well, I have a confession. I haven't listened to a word anybody said because I keep looking at this gigantic zit. Oh, I have. Yeah. I can't even oh see it. Oh, my gosh. I have one right here. Oh, my God. Why are we talking about zits right now? No one wants to hear this. We're going to zap that out. I just didn't think I'd have to be dealing with it at 35. Oh. You wait till you get to 49. You wait till you get to 49. Yeah, like now I have to shave ear hair. Oh, God. Yep. And zits. I thought it'd be one or the other. No, it's both. Yeah. You wait till you start growing hair on your toes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Lydia. You won't have to worry about that. Hey guys! How come you scared off when we start? Because well, you're like you're um. All right, so um, <sighs> welcome to the BQ Moonshot. I'm Paul. I'm Jacob. I'm Lydia. Um, uh, BQ Moonshot is a podcast that we do. <laughs> Hold on. I'll edit it. Hold on. Hold on. I guess I could have been doing all of this while we were talking. Oh, okay. BQ Moonshot is a show dedicated to building, gathering, and sharing inspiration for marathon training and running. I'm just nervous right now. I'm nervous about Paul. And he looks judgy right now. <laughs> He's in a different environment than you're used to him. I'm in my clinical space. This is serious stuff. I don't like it. I'm in my boss space. Y'all watch out. Well, listen, I don't like that listen this week we are going to be talking just the three of us and taking a break from um, obviously guests for a week, right? Unless you have a surprise one. No, I don't. But what I was thinking is, Jacob, we are now in the nitty gritty of your training and what i really wanted to know is do like a recap review of what you think and how you felt so far and kind of like what's uh whether you're nervous whether yeah, you we really awesome. haven't we really haven't had a dive in for, on jacob yes. and jacob so want, i feel yeah. like this is a big time moonshot i mean it's very possible but you're really working really hard to get this. So I think we need to talk a little bit more about Jacob. Yeah. You guys know me. I'm chill. Go with the flow. I barely think about it ever. And um, it's all good. Okay. So all jokes aside, (laughs) how do you think the training has been as a whole up to this point? I think track workouts are going excellently and long runs are going horribly okay so talk more about that why do you why do you think that well some of it's weather some of it is time but that issue is over now okay um and I don't know. I don't know why they're going. They're they're going okay. I feel like I had one solid one a couple weeks ago with um, like five miles of tempo at I think they were under seven. 
right? Yeah, they won. They won. Yeah. Lydia, do you remember my paces for those five miles? Seven. I think it was. I think it was seven oh five ish. Maybe the last one was like six forty. I remember that. Yes. I think you have to step back though. I think from somebody on the outside looking in, and I get why you would feel that way because everybody feels, I mean, you just feel terrible in this long, in this hot weather, but I think you're, I think they're better than you think. I mean, you're getting the mileage in, you're getting good track workouts in, your track workouts have been so good, which obviously means you're fit. You're getting the long runs in, you're going to go out of town and get some cooler long runs. So I think, I think they're better than it seems because I think you just have had those days where it's really frustrating and hot. Um, right. But you got them in. I mean, yeah. Well, honestly, in the conversations that we've had with everybody, like we've talked with Janine, Katie, and Matt, who are just, you know, obviously very fast but regular runners. And we talked with Bromka and we talked with um, Keith, Brantley. Keith Brantley, yep. who's who are, you know, like uh, mega fast. But one of the top things that I that has stuck out with me is in the conversation with Matt when I was like droning on about like how do you deal with the lies mm-hmm. of the weather and blah 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 blah. And Matt was like, "Oh, I just I just don't think about it." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> so how's that going for you?" Not thinking. About I mean, it? I you know, like I feel like everybody's permitted after a bad run or a bad workout or a good run or a good workout to like dwell on it and I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna beat myself up over feeling bad about a bad workout for a day but it's like I feel like the thing that's also been so encouraging about everybody we talk to is like I'm really trying to focus on that head down mentality yeah like I I am I'm not focusing four weeks out I don't want to know what's going to be happening in four weeks. I barely am looking at like a track workout until the night before or the morning of. I just want to like head down and like do what the plan is. And if it doesn't work out one day, I want to whatever, feel crappy or happy if it does work out that day. And then I want to move forward because that's there's no point in doing anything else i I don't think i think you also have to think about it as is it's a training block it's not Mm -hmm. like a run or whether that's a good run like you shouldn't dwell on a good run or a bad run i mean obviously you're going to be you know you have different feelings about the different runs but i do think it's important to to think of it as a block and Mm -hmm. it's the cumulativeness of all of it Mm -hmm. so even if you don't have any perfect workouts Mm -hmm. but you have a lot of good workouts Mm -hmm. you don't have any like workouts where you're you know oh my god i ran so fast for a long run um but it's the cumulative of getting just good runs in every week and not to mention you just had a marathon block and Mm -hmm. your marathon blocks from last year it's all they all it's all cumulative and that's what i'm i'm hoping like strava has this um i don't i don't even know if i could tell you where it is on the strava metaverse or how to get to it on your phone or online i i don't know where i found it but it's like your they give yeah. you like they have a number what yeah, do you know what fitness, that's called yeah it's your fitness level it's and I, I just stumbled on it the other day and mine 
I was like, this, like, this is a good picture. There are, it peaks up and it goes down and then the next peak gets a little higher mm-hmm. and the next valley isn't quite as low as the last one. So it's this, and you know, I've had, because of injuries or whatever, there's been some like, it's peaking and then drops off. It takes a little longer to get up. But over like the last uh, three years, I guess, which is what I've been on Strava and like running with y'all, it's like, it's it's going upward. And I, I don't know if it's like serendipity or whatever, but I feel like I've just seen a ton of posts lately about like, uh, being like enjoying uh, the process and trusting the process Mm-hmm. And it was, um, oh, it was the, um, oh, I can't remember what it was from, but y- you can't put all your happiness on the result of the marathon for better no. or for worse. No. Because there's so much of it that's out of your control and whatever. So if you can, I'm just, I'm just trying to like be in the moment. I'm, I told Lydia yeah. today, like, I'm barely thinking about the marathon right yeah. now, which I feel like is generally not true of me, but I'm... Good. I like avoiding that. it, whether that's better or worse. I don't know. Well, can I just tell you something, both of you? Like today, I was obviously at track early, and this lady, older lady, who's obviously trying for her own BQ moonshot to get on the team and, you know, do her thing, she came up to me and she was like, You know, um, my wrong runs have really been tough. And, you know, I said to her, Well, you know, it's been hard. Um, how have you been doing in the you know, workouts during, workouts during the week because she's religious about coming every Wednesday. She always hits her paces. She even told me, look, some of my paces are the fastest they've ever been before uh-huh. I turned 40. And she's like in her 50s. But anyway, today she said, you know, yeah, it's been going well. And I said, well, what was your last long run? And she said, well, I ended up doing 20 last weekend and I wanted 20 ma- miles at my goal marathon pace. And I was like, whoa, I mean, that's pretty hard even if, you know, even if you're just doing a portion of your run. And I said, well, how far did you get to before you started feeling bad? And she told me 15 miles before she started feeling bad. At her marathon pace. Yeah. And I said to her, well, listen, just so you know, you probably don't need to be doing 20 mile runs at that pace in order to feel prepared. And her thing was, well, I've always done this. This is what I've done every single marathon build up since the beginning of time. And I say, well, you're, you know, no offense, you're getting older. You need to probably change some things. And you probably, this is the first time in a long time, which she agreed that you're actually doing a build up <clears throat> in the summer. And she agreed with that. So I gave her a couple of pointers and I said, look, everyone struggles in the summer. You're going to have your days. You're going to have your bad days. Don't read too much into it. Yeah. When, the, when the time comes, you're going to be ready to go. So. And that's what I want you to know too. Yeah. So with that being said though, Jacob, what, um, is there a workout up to this point that you felt especially pumped about? Well, last week's workout, which we've already talked about yeah. last week's track workout. Um, what was that about? Did you, did, was it, cause I know times are times, but was it the way you felt? Yeah. Okay. I felt Lydia and I, uh, and we today's workout for everybody listening was um, a mile four by eight hundred, four by four hundred, and on paper I was like oh. with very short rest. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be not a problem for me. 
And because I was like, this seems way easier than last week's workout. Last week's workout, I was I was nervous about, and it. I feel like it's <laughs> just still just one of the best I've had. And so I was like, this will be easy. 400s, nothing. And that last 400, I, all I was thinking about was finishing and sitting my little baby hips down on the track and uh, trying not to throw up. And that's like what it, what it was. And it wasn't, I don't know, what was the last one? 120? 120, 121. So... Uh, which I'm not, I'm happy with that time, but it's, you I don't know. I just was like, feel easier. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was done. Well, he said well, to me at the beginning, he said, because his 800s were, you know, 310, three something around that. And he said, I'm just surprised he didn't give me faster paces. And I, said, I didn't say it like that. I well, was just yeah, like, hey, I'm just wondering what's the why point. They aren't, why aren't they aren't faster paced? I mean, not in a bad way, but you were just yeah, kind of yeah. like they, the paces didn't look too hard to you. Yeah. And I said, well, it's one minute rest and then there's only 45 seconds for the 400. So it's more of a an endurance strength, tr- strength, endurance, trying to it's almost like a broken tempo at this point. <laughs> and then he figured out. Work out, yeah, I didn't, and I also thing. didn't know there was only forty-five seconds rest for the four hundreds until forty-four and a half seconds. <laughs> so, Jacob, I have a question. Um, what are you like when you think about like BQ, like a BQ moonshot or a moonshot? What I don't want to say. What are you worried about the most? Because I don't think there's a worry. But what do you what do you think about in the sense of like? Are you worried how hard it's going to be? Are you worried? Worry, again, is not the right word, but is the thought of how hard it's going to be or that you'll be disappointed? Or do you just, what are kind of your thoughts around how you would feel? I think worry is a good word. Um, I am trying not to let myself dwell on it a ton. But I think, and this is like what we've talked about before, like with the wise like why are we running so there are like shallow reasons or shallow things that i'm afraid of like you, you know like we're doing this podcast and you put your goal out there for everybody to hear whether that's i don't know however many people listen to our podcast or whether it's i don't know tens of thousands of people that listen to super famous podcasts when you put your goal out there it's just like oh like if i fail everybody's gonna know i fail And whether, no matter what you define failure or success as, there's still, like, there's still, like, if you don't get that time, that's a failure. Is it, does it mean anything? No. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that, actually. But, like, is it super important in the um, world or will it even be super important in my life or change the way I'm living or anything like that? No. Well, I I hope not. Like, (laughs) if I don't meet my goal, I hope I don't become depressed. So I, I worry about like the shallow things just kind of like being embarrassed, but I just, um, you know, I guess that's why the marathon is so hard is that it's this whole buildup. Um, and it's not just like the physical work, it's the emotional and mental work that you put into it. And you do like, there is for this one, at least there is that very solid. <laughs> it's a pass or fail. You make it or yeah, you know. pass or fail. And I, I obviously I'm, worried about um 
having what it takes physically, um, emotionally. I, like, I, I'm worried about just not being proud of the the way the race goes. And I know, and we've talked about this at the beginning, but even if like, if I end up getting a 310 or a 307 or a 312 or a 330, I, that would be really difficult. But um, I, I just want to be proud of the, the race I run. And um, I just think that's scary because you just don't know how it's going to yeah. go. Yeah, I always say I, I get nervous about what Lydia is going to show up on that day. Yeah. Like there's a... <laughs> There's a Lydia that's strong and tough, and then there's a Lydia that can crumble and and kind of Mm -hmm. panic. I mean, I think one thing you do have to do, I was talking about this with somebody the other day because uh, when, like, breaking three hours for me, it was a pass or fail. You either break three or you don't. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're hitting that big, that next big time barrier or Boston, I think um, you'll have to have some goals in the race that if that, if that 301 or 302 starts fleeting away, like, I want to feel good that last six miles. I want to feel like I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that's your goal, but kind of another, like you'll have to, and you know, adjust. You have other goals that you mm-hmm. can still chase when it's, you know, if you say you have a couple down miles at, and in mile 18, so that does drift away to, because like you said, I mean, if you freaking ran a 310, that's an awesome day for you mm-hmm. um, for, as far as a PR or a 305, yeah. but um, I know it's the moonshot, and that's what we're going for. But I do think that was something. I think Kelsey and I were talking about it the other day. Just how when you have that t- that certain barrier where it's pass or fail, it's so easy to just throw in the towel when you could really mm-hmm. be going after and still be proud of. I mean, at the end of the day, if you ran a three or seven, you'd be you have it would be an awesome day. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I think we talked about like a couple weeks ago. Like I had this revelation that when I'm thinking about it, all I'm ever thinking about is like that moment of excitement that hopefully is going to happen after the race where I get to like FaceTime my wife and, uh, yeah. well, y'all will be Maybe. there mm-hmm. about like the exciting result. And I was like, what I need to be putting my mental, God, I just sounded so Wisconsin and I heard it. Did you hear it? Yeah. It was I awesome. always hear it. <laughs> oh, not that nothing against Wisconsin. I just heard it. And it sounded like gurgling. Well, then, Jacob, so so also, like, so are you, if you're from a scale of, of 1 to 10 for you being, feeling like you're right on track, where would you, and 10 mean I'm there, I'm, I know I'm going to do it, where would you put yourself right now? I have no idea. Okay, I, some idea. I feel like I will have a much more confident answer if I can, it, when I do one of these long runs um, up north. Well, I think it'll be interesting. Oh, what do you think he's on? Well, what I, do you, I will what tell him. Say one to ten? I will. I will tell him. But I, I think it'd be really interesting to hear the listeners to be able to hear where what number it is now and what uh, number it is in a couple of weeks. So, like, this is a percentage, like, what percentage yeah. likeliness yeah, is it that I'm going to get? Yeah, let's do percentage. 305. Yeah. What percentage is it? Um, and assuming it's like a good race day, it's yes. like in the fifties. Everything's perfect. Like the conditions will be perfect. <laughs> God, and I've been thinking about this too. I wish I could. He I went on track. He didn't say, like, I don't think you would go tomorrow and do it. Right, right. But it's, it's I, where you should be at this point in time of the training. 
I wish I had the mentality to be like 10, 10, 10, 10. But um, I think right now I do about like uh, 71%. Okay. That's pretty good. Considering the long run and stuff. I think if, if everything continues to go well and like right now, I think you're probably 85% ready. I can live with that. Lydia. And I honestly believe that you're going to have a good couple of long runs in Wisconsin and your, and your confidence is going to be a little better and you will probably be up, be, you will be able to save probably 85% at that point. What do you think? LVM? I was going to say 80, 85. I think only because just, um, I don't know. I feel like you're you're on track, though. I don't think yeah. when I say eighty to eighty five, I'm saying almost like eighty to eighty five percent. Like, I think you're on track. I mean, I think you're right on track. I mean, I remember. I I, I compare it because I have I ran this time not that long ago for my mm-hmm. first time, and so I kind of look back and I'm like, you're doing workouts that I was doing when I ran three hundred two. I mean, um, and you're very tough. I mean, you're. You're tough, and if I'm out there with you, you're really gonna have to be. Well, and that's. Uh, oh, go ahead. Keep going. No, I'm good. I'm good. Go I think this will be also an interesting race because I've never ran, a, like I've never ran a huge race like Chicago or whatever. Yeah. And even I can't remember what the packs were like when I was in like the four and a half hour range. But all of the ones I've done at like three thirty and then three. 18 and even grandma's because grandma's at half capacity when I did it, I, I end up being alone a lot of, a lot of the race. The one in Indiana, um, I had like two people I ran with for the first mm, 16 miles. And then I was like alone. So I'm, and so obviously this race is smaller, but it's all these, it's so this huge packs. pack of people though, yeah. all trying to be under I mean, I don't know what the majority is going to be under 3.30 or something. There's packs for every Boston time. Yeah. So uh, that's something I hope I like. (laughs) What's Um, something you hope to gain kind of over the next 10 weeks? I think it would be um, confidence. Like what I was going to be saying before, like what I'm trying to focus on is how to um, not the result at the end, whether it's good or bad. I'm, I want to focus on what I am telling myself at mile 9, 18, 23, 24. Um, I, I want, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to talk to myself because, you know, like, um, what's his name? What's, uh, what's, uh, Sarah Hall's husband's name? Ryan Hall. (laughs) Ryan Hall. He has, he has his podcast and there's like two episodes about like, how to endure pain in like his race pep talk episode, which I think are so fantastic, but I never listened to him until like 45 minutes before (laughs) the marathon. So I need, I need to figure out in the next 10 weeks or whatever it is. uh, Yeah, whatever. I need to figure out how to get myself to suffer better and suffer well because that i think that's what it's going to have to be and i got to get over this like no matter how hard i train there's going to be a point in the race where seven 
a one or two or seven flat is not going to feel easy. And I want to, I would, I would, gosh, this is making me <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I want to draw like a different um, level out of myself. I feel like that I, I haven't been able to before. I'd like to, I'd like some more grit and um, suffering to, or not so. I think, I think strongness too, to Jacob, appear. Strongness. You're at Strong. a point that we, I don't know that some of the people we've talked to, I don't, Paul may not have maybe even dealt with this because he's kind of always been an elite runner. But I do think it's hard when you're transitioning from running the marathon to racing the marathon. And so, mm-hmm. because, you know, you hear a lot of people that run the marathon, which is an awesome feat in itself, but they, they feel good up to mile 20 and then the, and then the walls fall off or whatever the doors fall off to whereas we are fit enough to run hard the whole marathon, but it never really gets easy. And I mean, I've had them where like my legs feel pretty good the whole way, mm-hmm. but it's that constant being, you know, say on a track interval, you're at a nine. This is being at a seven for three hours. So I think it's getting to the getting used to this doesn't feel easy. This is this is hard. You know, we're just going to hang out here for a while. Um, and granted, that's easier said than done. I've dropped out of a zillion marathons, but um, <laughs> but I do think that's I think it's like that transition period when you kind of have to figure out that this is hard. And Paul gave me some of the best advice ever. He's like, you know, that your training paces are hard. Your your marathon pace is hard. Um, cause I'm like, I feel like this is hard doing my marathon pace. And he said, well, it's hard. I mean, you're not, you're not running an easy pace for the marathon. So I think it's almost like telling yourself that like the whole race, like, what if this goes right? What if this, like, mm-hmm. you know, we can always say, what if we fail or, you know, what if my mind doesn't show up and it's like, well, what if it does? Yeah. What if it, yeah. what if I really feel good at mile 20 and it's almost yes. like getting yourself psyched up. What if I feel good? But that's what you know. I would, uh, love i'd love to promote that mindset in myself i mean i think that's something that that's something that bromka kind of talked about too right like Mm -hmm. he didn't feel like he was in a place leaning into grandma's that he was going to be able to push that to that get that ability out of himself and he was he had to readjust right yeah and now he's shooting for cim like again jacob i do think you're going to get there is it going to be easy Hell no, it's right. not going to be easy. But you're going to be the best prepared person on that day if everything aligns to be able to, you know, call your shot. I remember getting kind of aggravated with Paul before my last good <laughs> marathon. Imagine that, right? And I said, because I was saying, do you really think I'm in shape to break 250? Do you really think I'm in shape to break 250? And he kept saying, yeah, but it's going to be hard. And I was like, that to me was him telling me that I wasn't quite there yet. And so I was kind of like, well, what do you mean? Like, it's, it's going to be, he said, Lydia, it's going to be hard. The, the marathon's hard. Running sub 250 is hard. But I was thinking because he was saying it was going to be hard that it was like, oh, maybe I'm not quite there yet. Right. You know, and then ran 247. But it's like, I think you almost want it to seem. Yeah. Even once you accept this is going to be hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So- I think you're going to do it. I do too. That would be great. Like as much as something can go wrong, it can go right. 
right? Yeah. We just said that at the track this morning. Like, yeah. like hope can't be a big part of the of the marathon no. plan. And I was like, but I just need a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, um, you just got to keep up the good work. Everything's going okay. Long runs will be better for a couple of weeks. You leave on Monday, yep. you know, and start just start start working on that, and your schedule will be up here on the weekend. And so, what's what's um what's on docket? Do you know yet? Yeah, I mean, the two long runs while you're away. One is going to be twenty miles with ten at marathon race pace, so seven to seven oh five, and then the following week is going to be twenty two with 12 miles of that at marathon race pace. And then during the, yeah, it's going to be tough, but then the weather's going to be better. Hopefully you can find somewhere reasonably flat. Mm -hmm. Um, And then during the week, I'm going to give you some like, um, one week it's going to be, uh, I haven't quite decided. It's either going to be a, a period, like a time period of like 30 or 40 minutes where I want you to start a little slower and get faster mm-hmm. throughout um, every 10 minutes. Um, it's probably going to be 40 minutes, or I'm going to give you some a distance to kind of focus on. Um, I'm just trying to wrap my head around what what is going to be easily, easier mentally for you. Um, and so that will probably be the first week. And then the second week, Probably something a little bit less volume-wise, because um, you got obviously got the twenty-two with twelve at marathon pace. Um, so probably something a little shorter. So I'm excited. Cool. Well, let's change directions real quick. Um, so I was thinking, you know, um, it's not very often that people have the perfect day. Oh, when you're doing okay. right. And, uh-huh. um, you know, we, we can all say that we've had some shockers, but I think it's really important to, for our listeners that probably hear from Lydia about the time she did. I mean, this, her 247 was a long time coming. She dropped out of races. She was in the shape of her life. Um, and just, you know, for whatever reason, whether it was mentally, the weather, just never really was able to put it together. Um, she obviously ran well more than a few times. She ran 254 um, after dropping out of Chicago. Um, you know, so I think it would be interesting and good for the listeners to kind of hear one of those moments when everything kind of went all right. Because Lydia's told me privately of the last year and a half that she... Not say private. <laughs> <laughs> he always tells me not to say this stuff out loud, but I'm going to. Um, she, I obviously the whole race of when she ran 247 felt easy and she was holding back and those <sighs> moments, I, I do not, I, I have to tell the listeners and, and everyone, you know, those moments are so few and far between. Yeah. So let's hear about it, Lydia. Like I, you know, the build up, talk about the build up, and just go from there. What do you think? Um, Louisiana Marathon, what year is it? 2020. Yeah. I will say I've had two, um, and they look very different. I'm not going to talk as much about the first one, but when I ran 302 in 2013, I had a PR of 320 before that, Jacob. 
um, and which is very similar to you. Say that again. I, I didn't know three, this. I had a 320 PR, and then I did Donna in three in 2013, and I ran 302, and I had no idea. I was I was going for 310, and I just felt really good, and just I just kind of. I don't know. I just started the last 10 miles feeling really good. And I ran like a 131 and a 131 halves. And it was just that day where, you know, and I hadn't done, and I say I wanted to bring that up because I had very different buildups. That one, I, I think I did 120 mile run. I had been injured. I'd just come back and my first runs back were the end of December. Um, and that was February. And so I had a stress fracture. And so I think you can, I was just in a really good headspace. I was so excited to do it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Louisiana, same thing. I, it's funny. I look back at my Strava and in December, um, I said, no, I think it was January. January. Yeah, it was. I had, I had this day at the track where I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't think I can run anymore. Like I basically suck. And the January, yeah. like, Two months before, mm-hmm. three yep. months before Louisiana. Every run, okay. I was feeling terrible. I was just like horrible. And then I decided to do this marathon. And it was one of those things, granted, January and February are the most ideal times to train in Jacksonville. So I had perfect weather every weekend. Um, and like everyone was commenting like how great my workouts were. But if you put it in context, I was running what ended up being maybe five seconds faster than marathon pace. I wasn't doing anything like killing these times. I wasn't running six minute pace or five fifty pace for anything. I was running a lot of volume at six fifteen pace and my marathon. Which is what that's what six twenty was what I ended up racing. But is that what um you were doing what Paul was telling you to do? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not like you that was the plan. Yes. He would always okay. tell me, like I did a lot. I did like one mile, two mile, three mile, four mile, two by five miles, three by three miles. Um, but I did them all at that 6.15. Most of them would be like 6.25 down to 6.15. I'd have like maybe my last mile would be 6.08 or something, but it was mainly that I'd start at 6.30 even and get down. Um, and that's in perfect weather. So that is like, you know, the epitome. And then I think what that did is it gave me so much confidence because I was just feeling good on my workouts and um, I walked away very confident. Like every mm-hmm. week I was hitting the workout, even though mm-hmm. it it wasn't that insane what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we got to, re- to the race, I thought, you know, the goal was to try to run between 250 and 252 if it was perfect to break 250. And Paul and Jerry, I was running with them. Jerry is one of Paul's friends who used to be the American record holder. And they were, he was like, you have got the fitness, but you have to manage up to mile 20. And so, and I just never dreamed of being, feeling like I could get to mile 20. But I told myself, you know, 15 and 16 is when I always start having doubts. And so I said, okay, you're going to count backwards if you feel if you start having negative thoughts and, you know, I was holding back the whole time. I mean, I just, my body kept wanting to run 617 and I'd make myself go 635 the first few miles. Um, 
And I don't, it was the positive mindset. I felt so at mile 15, I started counting backwards and I was like, what are you doing? You don't feel bad. You just decided that mile 15 is where you feel bad. So you're deciding this is where you feel bad. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got to mile 20 and I felt like an, like I'd been unleashed from a cage. Like I was so excited that that was when I could start running fast. And I started running, you know, six, 10, six, 11, um, And I just, I had no idea what I was running. I remember turning or going down the finish and I thought, please be sub 250, please be sub 250. And then (laughs) I saw 247 and it was just one of those things where you're so happy because I, you know, that was my 12th marathon and it was like, I've had so many bad ones, so many things go wrong. It's the wrong Lydia did show up, you know, it's like all Mm -hmm. these things, um, And that one, and I will say like one thing I learned from that, that like I said this a lot about this last buildup we did, even though I didn't get to do the marathon. I don't feel like that's what we did in training. I felt like I was pushing myself a little too hard and I walked away from every workout feeling not very confident um, because I don't think that, like, I think there's a time and I think that you should push yourself a lot, obviously, but I do think there's just those confidence. Like I left that workout today, Jacob, and you know, your pace is like, yeah, I was pacing you and it's maybe not my marathon pace, but it was still a a very good effort for me. And I walked away thinking I felt fitter today than I felt when I was really fit right before the marathon, because Mm -hmm. I think your mind is so important. And today I felt strong in that workout. And so to me, I think I've learned that it's better for me to run a lot of runs at 615 and feel confident and be in a good headspace then try to keep up with the Jones and run six minutes when that's mm-hmm. not even my marathon pace and feel negative. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of my piece. Well, so I think Lydia, that's, oh, sorry. Sorry. So Lydia, just so the listeners know, cause you did hold yourself back pretty well. So what do you go through the first half in? 124.48. And the last half was 122.45 or something like that. Amazing. Could you give every mile split right now? No, uh, you I don't need sections <laughs> <laughs> for everyone listening. I've realized I just this last week. Oh, I think people heard that on the podcast. Lydia can re- remember like paces from a workout for, yeah. from forever ago. I can't remember she's it really, 12 seconds later. Yeah, she's really good at that. Unless I'm like willing uh, all of my brain power, which is, I, but not, I'm a CPA. All I do is look at numbers all day. <laughs> oh, but that makes me think like you, you would be worse at remembering. Cause you'd be like, no, that's not important. I can't remember it, but no, I do overanalyze on paces a little much. So like, for example, I have, there's a balance. So like if Paul tells me I need to run six fifteen pace and we're running six I'm like, we are off pace. And so I think, you know, I have to relax a little bit too. And I think it makes Paul crazy, but I'm also like, I just, I'm a big believer in sticking with the pace. So Lydia, (laughs) that race was amazing. And I think you, I I wish I could pull up what you said on um, Facebook afterwards or Instagram afterwards, because it sums up what we have kind of been talking about with you today, Jacob, is it's, even though it was one race, one build-up, there was a whole, yeah, like seven years of stuff, build-ups, failures, successes, and paces, and all that that kind of went into it. And you know, this 
you know, I I do think you're going to get the BQ. Um, but again, if you don't, if some reason you don't, this is not all for nothing. Yeah. And Jacob, one thing to remember too is, you know, I did seven weeks of training for that seven uh-huh. and I, with the taper, you know, plus the taper. Um, but, and I hadn't done a marathon for two years or a year and a half before that. Mm-hmm. So clearly all of my buildups help that, you know, the mm-hmm. rates of your life, you had the time, you know, it was a nine minute PR or six minute, whatever it was. And so I think that that's kind of what you have to remember because you were in the best shape I've ever seen you probably in 2020. Um, yes. When you ran 128 on a long course. So I think it was worth probably 127, 30. And like, you still have that, like it's mm-hmm. still in your body in your legs, in your, the cumulative effect of all of that. And so I think, say you have kind of a crummy buildup, which is, it's not crummy. It's your buildup is great. But I'm saying like, if you had a crummy buildup and kind of why I brought that 2013 race up, because I had been training all of 2012, got injured, took three months off, had one 20 mile run and ran mm-hmm. an, an, an awesome race. But it's because mm-hmm. it doesn't, the fitness doesn't just ex- yeah. exit your body. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I was just going to say, like, we did, uh, Lydia brought up Jerry Lawson, uh, ex American record holder of 209.35. And one of the things he told me way back when, um, when I first met him, was he was training for Chicago Marathon when he ran 209.35. And he had this race a month before, Chicago Half. He went there thinking he was going to run, you know, a PR of under 61 minutes and it was the worst race of his life he ran like 65 30 which is obviously still fast but it wasn't anywhere near he was he said he felt awful he only had a month left to go before Chicago Marathon he thought he was wasn't in great shape but you know obviously he was just going to go and kind of figure it out well not only did he go to Chicago Marathon but he ran his first half and second half of that race faster than what he, what he had ran for that, that half marathon four weeks earlier. So it's just one of those things. You're like, mm-hmm. the accumulation of all the training can make a difference. Yeah. I think um, uh, <laughs> at my church, the um, pastor was giving messages the other week, and he said people always overestimate um, what God will do in their life in one year and underestimate what um, he'll do in... 10 years. And I think it's uh, true for fitness. Like, yeah, obviously you can have, you can jump, you can dive in and have a great training period and go crush PR in one year. Like that's obviously possible. More power to you. I'm jealous. I, you know, I wish, I wish every race could be like that, but I, the, the more I run with you guys and I, the longer I've been running, which is, you know, now it's turning into like 10 years with some um, time in there where I, wasn't running like I, I can um yeah get more comfortable in relying on long uh training cycles or just long cycles yeah, as we get older doing. your body just becomes yeah. more durable and you can withstand more and um and i think also jacob you don't have i think you know if you're looking at oh your pr is 318 but you're and so you're trying to run 303 is that is that crazy maybe on paper that seems a lot but when you ran 318 
the goal was to run 318. Right. The goal was to run a race where you feel good because you had not had one where you felt really good. Yeah. And so, you know, we all said you were in, you know, a much faster, if you would have had, you know, trained harder, you know, when, when Paul yeah. said, I, saw, I asked him what I thought you would run. And he said about 318. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he was like, that's all we trained him for. Mm -hmm. We didn't train him to do anything. So I think you're, it's not comparing 318 to what you're trying to do. It's more of, you know. Yeah. And Jacob, you said you felt easy-ish yeah. that day. Too. Yeah. yeah. I, this could come off cocky or overconfident or whatever, but I am, because my, you know, remember after that marathon i was like wednesday i was like paul i want to come to track like three days later yeah. and you were like absolutely not but which obviously is smart that would that would have been foolish yeah. but i felt like my recovery from that was so fast so if i'm looking at like my year since january and it's one big long build up to this race in september which could be a bad idea to look at it like that but we we dipped out and whatever I, I'm almost like that marathon, even though I'm super proud of it. I loved it. I, I, I'm really happy. I'm just considering it like a, a long training run <laughs> that I did six yeah. months before. Like Sarah Hall does a marathon every weekend. Right. I'm just considering it a brick, Lydia. We're laying bricks. We are. We do not lay bricks. Well, cool. <laughs> well, just so the listeners know, I didn't tell either Jacob or Lydia and exactly what we we're going to talk today about because both of these cats hate talking about themselves. So um, tell your friends, families, coworkers to listen to the BQ Moonshot podcast. Hide your kids, hide your wives. <laughs> well, we had that one person who said they didn't like our podcast. Oh yeah, who gave us a one star? That's just somebody that didn't even listen. They're just haters. <laughs> I can give you a few names <laughs> um so guys we need, I also, we need more people to give us five stars to outdo the one star yeah but hey yeah. if you like it um paul if you think lydia and i don't have the ability to uh ambush you you're greatly mistaken i don't have anything to talk about okay i'm not we'll see okay <laughs> we'll see i may just <laughs> pretend my microphone stopped working so, okay. Well, I have a confession. I haven't listened to a word anybody said because I keep looking at this gigantic zit. Oh, I have. Yeah. I can't even oh see it. Oh my gosh! I have one right here. Oh my god! Why are we talking about zits right now? No one wants to hear this. We're All gonna right. zap that out. I just didn't think I'd have to be dealing with it at thirty-five. Oh, you wait till zit you get to forty-nine. Still? You wait till you get to forty-nine. Yeah, you. like now I have to shave ear hair. Oh God! Yep. And zits. I thought it'd be one or the other. No, it's both. Yeah. You Lydia's wait till you so start growing hair on your toes. <laughs> Don't worry, Lydia. You won't have to worry about that. All right. All right. <laughs> so like, so no a couple comments. more things, right? So uh -oh. I think we need to kind of do a little bit of an update of obviously our some of our guests, right? Yeah, recap I'm, episode. Yeah. would be great yeah because i think we you know i've had all these people on um janine obviously she's just getting back into running now 
Um, Katie, who obviously beat you, just finally started her first day back at track. Should have been last week. She overslept, but she came today, so that was good. Um, Matt, you know, had to drop out. He had some cramping and dehydration issues, so he didn't finish Grandma's, and he's talking about going to um, this Atlanta race um, to try to qualify. And then, uh, obviously, Bromka um, did finish Grandma's. Uh, admittedly, said he didn't have the greatest day. Um, ran 231, which many of us would be freaking over the moon about. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, maybe we do a recap show sometime soon when we get some of those guys on. And what do yeah. you guys think? Yeah. You know, Love we it. also can say, I mean, I was at the group run on Saturday. It's so cool how many people are trying to get this like you've created a monster i mean everyone's like do you know what your husband is doing like so many people that would not be doing this it's so cool actually he's created a lot of monsters yes (laughs) well i mean i said my goal was 50 people and we're at 50 i think it's 52 so have bq'd and are going yes well they still have to get in so people Ooh, okay. like there's a couple of people who have, you know, like anything from thirty seconds to two minutes um, or more, and so depending on what that window is, and we won't know until we've got all the registrations in. Um, but as of right now, fifty-two people have qualified have the qualifying time. Well, that's going to be a topic for a different day. Like it's one thing, yep. and I, a lot of people who listen probably already know this, but it's one thing to qualify; it's one thing to get in. Yes. But last year, everybody who applied got in. Yes. But the registration, they didn't have as many registrations last year. Do you have to be vaccinated? I think it'll be. Because yes. Which I, I'm vaccinated. Uh, but but they are they are going to make a decision on it closer to the start of the day, start of the race date. Because they did lower the times by five minutes. So they are harder times. Well, right, but... They'll, you'll have to know whether you have to be vaccinated or not as of registration day. I'm just wondering if that's why less people applied. Maybe. Well, I think the COVID kind of scared people away too. They've increased the site field size this year. It's back up to 30,000. I think last year it was more like 20. Well, um, I think that there's, I mean, it's, if they increase the field size and, the, you know, the times are faster, I mean. I mean, chances are everyone's maybe not everyone, but a lot of more people are going to get in. But we we just don't know. We don't know. Well, okay. All right, we got to okay. go. No, uh, we're still back got to work. You still got five minutes. No. Okay. We don't have anything else to talk about. Do you have something else to talk about? I mean, you guys just like want to get out of here so quick. What's going on? I got to go to the gym and get lunch before a meeting. Well, let, let's just do this. What was your? I mean, Jacob, did you get to watch much I or am, not? I watched zero seconds. Okay, well, okay. Lydia, before we go, and you don't have to put this on if you don't want to. Lydia, what was your favorite r- one race of the whole USA Track and Field Championships, which was the qualifying for World Champs? And why? The 5K. Oh, no. Take it back. Seeing Evan Jager make that steeple team. Woo! That was the highlight of my life that guy i was hoping you were gonna yeah i was too and matt was there watching it with us and i had to purposely not look back 
and <laughs> let him see me crying. Like that guy has worked so hard to come back for the last four years. He hadn't run a steeplechase and, and everyone was saying he's not going to make it. I knew he was on my list of people that was going to make the team. And no one, everyone thought I was nuts. He was on my list too, buddy. Oh, he was not. Yes, he was. You kept on telling me you didn't think he was going to make it. Paul, I never, ever said that. I was saying, this is again where he's going to think he's right. And he's 1,000% right. <laughs> I literally have popcorn right now. So no, keep going. No, no maybe, maybe you're right. I just thought that you... No, well, I, Matt, was, I was big on Evan Jayer. Okay. Well, that was my highlight too. So because he's worked so hard, he hasn't given up. Everyone loves him. My other favorite was 5K Emily Enfield making it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because she's another one that's kind of struggled. So had that crazy personal thing with the stalker. and Anyway, thanks for humoring me with the uh, USA thing. So You're welcome. Jacob, All right, go you save need, the world. Jacob, you need to be more versed on this stuff so we, we can have a conversation. It's not like you busy with family and kids and stuff. Give them the iPads. <laughs> if it was up to me, but I have to be married to somebody who insists on being a good parent. Well, she is better than you. so you. Just <laughs> it's not even an insult. It's just like, okay. It's an acceptance right. of the truth. All right. I got to go. You, see, see you next time, y'all. All right. Bye. 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 And that's it for this episode of the BQ Moonshot Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, if you haven't already, get out and go for a run.